I've got my notes over here. <sighs> yeah, we do be noting. I've got IMDB open because I can't find a Wikipedia page for this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's not a good movie, so no. that doesn't surprise me so much. Are we ready to get this show on the road? Um, I mean, I'm as ready as I'll ever be to talk about this fucking movie. Okay, uh... Hello and welcome to Unsound Theories. Oh my god, I forgot the intro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was ready to start doing the marking out intro, and I'm like, no, that's not the right one. Uh. Incorrect. <laughs> okay, take two. Three, two, one. <laughs> no. Oh God. Okay. 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 Hello and welcome to Unsound Theories. I'm Kat. I'm Kira. And we watch movies with no sound and no subtitles and try to figure out what the hell is going on. Ah. Uh, yeah. We we really didn't. I don't. I don't think we got this one. Uh, this this one. This one might be a mystery even after reading the plot summary. <laughs> yeah. Star Games. Yes, it's unclear if the movie is Star Games, one word, or Star Space Games, because the website we watched it on listed it as Star Games, one word, but yeah. then the opening title listed it as Star Space Games, at least based on the kerning. Yeah, yeah. That makes me wonder... And I cannot find a, like, I tried to pre-pull up the Wikipedia page without reading it just to get, like, a anything, and I can't find anything. It's not on Amazon. Um, it is on IMDb with, as, as Star Games one word. Okay, interesting. Okay, so I was, like, the, the opening sequence is utterly incomprehensible, as most are, but in this case, even more so, because I don't think it comes into play for at least no. the first, like, after the initial scene, it definitely is not important again for the next hour and ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we open with, um, I guess, like, a shape war. In space, it's yeah, it's um, circles versus triangles. Yeah, it's. I guess it's like space tic tac toe, but they don't use X's in space because yeah, that's copyright of Lucasfilms. Well, it's not aerodynamic. 
Well, it doesn't need to be aerodynamic in space. <laughs> but it looks cooler if it is. I, I, I personally, I think it is just an issue of getting copyrights on uh, X-shaped spaceships. The shape, the shape, yeah, okay, that's fair. So you can't do space tic-tac-toe because George Lucas owns the rights to that. That's true, okay. At the time this movie was made, anyway. Now Disney owns the rights to that. And now nobody can ever use an X again. Which is unfortunate, because that means I have to use Star Wars dice instead of Genesis dice when we're playing, uh... Ugh. <laughs> brutal. There's, like, a lot of incomprehensible action for five minutes. Yeah, so, like, a guy walks through a weird lightning portal with a small sword. Mm-hmm. And talks to some pyramids. That are just floating in space. I think he's like... I don't know. You, there's there's a lot about this movie. I feel uh, like maybe the, the, the pyramids are like they're, they're space gods or something. Or just regular spaceships. Because I, I think the conflict that gets set up is this sort of bug-faced man. Oh yeah, is, total Rodian. He's <laughs> trying to take over the world or the universe or something like that. Yeah. The first character we're introduced to is this insectoid man who I have referred to as Frankie the Bug because it's just <laughs> easier that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, there's this regular human man who I named Texas Sheeve. <laughs> Because <laughs> he has a giant Texas belt buckle on, and he kind of looks a little bit like um, Episode One Sheave. Yeah. Oh God, that's so good. <laughs> so we have our what I thought were our two primary characters, Frankie the Bug and Texas Sheave. Um. Then we go to Space Tuscany for a moment, where yeah. some people have yeah crystal lasers and Frankie the Bug sends down these what I called Strom Torpers because they're like just <laughs> knockoff stormtroopers. weird shitty stormtroopers with giant helmets. Yes. Like we're talking some fucking Spaceballs dark helmet ass. <laughs> it is very genuinely Spaceballs-esque. Um, so the Strom Torpers kill most of the people in this space Tuscan village. These people use clear plastic um, instruments as weapons. To shoot green lasers. Yeah. And then we're introduced to a child who turns out to be our deuteragonist, I think, is probably I, the easiest I way to describe him. feel like, um, yeah. So the, I, I refer to him as a child king. He's, he's young Davy Crockett. Okay, I thought he looked a little like like nineties heartthrob JTT, but aged down. Oh yeah, he. I was like the first time I saw him, I genuinely was like, is this one of the kids from fucking Home Improvement? Mm. <laughs> um, so he's got his own little spaceship that he uses to escape Frankie the Bug and the Strom Torpers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and the. The ship, the ship, the ship has, um, the ship has a clown. Yes, the, the ship has a clown AI <laughs> that I named, um, 
Pagliacci, but spelled P-A-I-Liacci. He's, um, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> He's an AI clown named Pagliacci. I, it's just that, it's just why? Because children like clowns? Also, we should note that this kid is wearing some fucking, like, Wild West trapper-ass, like, hide clothes. Mm-hmm. It's insane. With some very detailed embroidery, which, like, yeah. is actually quite impressive functionally. Like, or not functionally, but, like, um, like, from a costume design perspective, because literally everything else about this movie is awful. Yeah, yeah. Except the costume design for that scene. Well, I wouldn't say the costume design is good, but it is unique. There's, okay, I, I won't say good, but I will say that it is skillful. Yeah. The embroidery I'll, could not have been easy. I'll give it that. Um, so then we have a hard cut to suburbia. Where we see a kid playing Doom. He pulls out a needle, I think, to inject insulin? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's diabetic. Which, like, it would have been nice to have a little bit more warning than just a real quick close-up shot of him injecting himself. Yeah. For yeah, people with needle phobias. I'm but... not a huge fan of that, personally. Um, And then they take... They, I guess his parents are taking him on a camping trip, which he's reluctant to go on because he's a a, a, sh a shut-in of some sort, a, a gamer with a capital G. Yeah. He's a capital G gamer, so he he's... brings his Sega Game Gear with him for the car ride and is playing Sonic 2. This movie was filmed in 1997. Yes. I guess that tracks. Yeah, I'm gonna look, when did the Game Gear come out? Um... First released in uh North uh, in North America in 1991, discontinued in 1997. Damn, he's he's working with old tech. Yeah, I mean, interestingly, Texas Instruments produced the speakers for the Sega Game Gear. Oh. and now we've learned too much about the Sega Game Gear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it was not the Game Gear Micro. No, this was this thing was chunky. I don't know if it's getting picked up on my recording, but Taco is sitting next to me and snoring. Oh, baby. We he just makes a lot boy. of noise. We love that boy. He is a very good boy. Um, so they get to the campsite and we see a close up of some meat grilling. And then it turns out it's not the dad doing the grilling. Um, and I wrote in my notes, this is the first movie I've ever seen where the dad isn't absolutely insistent on grilling. Yeah. Feminist text, TBH. <laughs> I'm not sure, like, was she, like, what was, I need to know what she was going for with that meal. Because it was like, that was some really thin cut meat. Um, if it was like a skirt steak, you want it cut that, I mean, like, the the cut is already naturally that thin and then you're yeah. going to slice it on the bias to serve it so i suppose that's fine yeah also i did notice that their vacation spot looked depressing Desolate. as fuck 
<laughs> it was like on a lake and but it wasn't not well it, forested it and very have, dusty. It didn't have like a beach. It just sort of became mud. <laughs> it was probably the worst looking vacation spot I've ever seen. And I've seen <laughs> some bad so, ones. It was real bad. I have no idea what they were doing, what they were going for with that. But I guess you know you film where you can film. So this kid who I have named Kid Vid because he wants to play video games. Mm-hmm. Um, kid Vid runs out to the forest to play video games and pout because he doesn't want to be on this outdoorsy vacation. Yeah, no, he's a he's a nerd. He plays video games and has diabetes. Like, how how more nerdy can you get? I don't know that I want to assign diabetes as a nerd trait. <laughs> I feel like the movie was trying to do that, though. I think it was, yes. <laughs> I don't I don't agree with that, we, but... Unsound Theories does not endorse this characterization, but it is what the movie was doing. Yes. So, um... Kidvid exits Pursued by Bear, which... <laughs> Um, it, I, I mean very literally. Yes. And then he ignores literally every single bear safety tip ever. Well, he's a nerd. How do you expect him to know bear safety? I expect his parents to know bear safety. I mean, they were probably yelling bear safety at him, but he was too busy playing Sonic. I honestly think the bear just wanted to also play Sonic, and if he had just handed over his game gear, everything would have been fine. Instead, he runs, which is the last thing you should do from a bear. Kid Vid runs, pursued by bear. His parents go get a park ranger, who I named Rick. Uh, that's a good park ranger name, yeah. And then um, Crown Prince Jonathan Taylor Thomas is, <laughs> is there. And he uses his little Apple Watch to summon a T-Rex to fight the bear. He, okay. I don't know why this bothered me so much, but he operates his shitty watch thing, his magic watch, with his pinky. Mm-hmm. He, like, puts his hand on his wrist next to the watch and then uses his pinky to... to and this is... It's just a regular-ass watch, and he just, like, touches it in various spots, and it does shit. Mm-hmm. They couldn't like even be bothered watch. to get one of those fucking calculator watches that definitely existed in 1997, but I'm sure that was out of budget for this movie. Yeah, that would have been too much. <laughs> they blew it all on the game gear they got off of eBay. They blew it all on the rights to use 30 seconds of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> that was most of the budget was paying for the rights for Sonic and Doom. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, JTT and KidVid go to the woods to make out or whatever, and the parents are freaking out because their son is pursued by a bear and now missing. Yeah. Um, so they, they end up in this abandoned building. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where... At, at like, after walking until nightfall. Yes. <laughs> Whereupon, um, like... JTT decides he wants to give Kid Vid some fucking. It it looked like Fireball. <laughs> it did like it was either Fireball or weird grape juice. I don't know, but it was it was interesting. Um, 
I'm sure we won't find out. We certainly won't, no. I'm sure um, it was some sort of weird magic space liquid that fucking... But the, the prop was definitely constructed out of, like, one of those um, plastic bottle pints of alcohol that you can buy at the register for when you're an alcoholic. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I I don't know anyone else who buys those things. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I occasionally find them at work, so. Yeah, you buy it so you can drink it in the car. <laughs> yeah. Um... We do not encourage doing so, and we extremely discourage anyone from getting behind the wheel when they've consumed alcohol. No, no. But that's definitely what those are purchased that's, for. That's what, yeah, exactly. Um, if you drink and drive, you're not allowed to listen to unsound theories. That's yeah. That's my definitive statement. I mean, Flopjaw is no longer canon, so she can't, like, kill you for it. Oh yeah, we've we've always had an anti-drunk driving stance on this podcast. Yes, we have. It's like episode two. Yes, we have. Taco, honey, you're being so loud. <laughs> <clears throat> the thing is, though, flop job may no longer be canon, but you know what is canon? What? Hello, it's me, Nega Flopjaw from the Mirror Universe. I'm also against drunk driving. And I'm canon. <laughs> um, Mega Flopjaw is much more pleasant to listen to. <laughs> and doesn't attempt to slut shame me. I'm also a significantly less shitty Muppet. Muppet. But not, not like, like still a little bit shitty, but less shitty. So like Sam the Eagle? Oh, better than Sam the Eagle. Okay, good to know. So we've now, I guess... This is a Legends Legends character that's now made canon. It's like when they brought, um... <laughs> it's it's when, like, Kersantan showed up in Book of Boba Fett, and everyone was like, who? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what, you haven't read the Dr. Afra books? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Um, so I, I, I noticed a couple of things. In this scene, Kidvid's hair was constantly ever so slightly shifting when the camera cut away from him. <laughs> and it was very distracting. Uh, and I also noticed that Prince JTT had a middle front tooth. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, he's an alien. That makes sense. He's got a middle tooth. <laughs> It is now um, Unsound Theory's canon that all humanoid aliens will have a middle t middle front tooth. That's how canon works, yeah. Yep. The park ranger Rick has a search party. They actually manage to locate this abandoned building, and JTT throws up a fucking Elden Ring illusory wall. Yeah, what the fuck was that? Um, I don't know. I think he was trying to, like convince Kidvid to stay with him and help him fight the evil space boy? Probably. Maybe he thought the adult humans were evil space boys, because he's never seen an adult human before. Possibly. No, he was with adult humans when he fled. No, 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 no. He's... Those were near humans. Oh, true. 
Park Ranger Rick forgets to read the note on the ground that says, try thrust butthole, and then <laughs> rolls away. And no. Cat, it's try finger butthole. I've seen try thrust butthole. Okay. Um, <laughs> they both work. They both do work, yeah. So then, uh, it's the next morning, I think, and, uh... JTT explains who Texas Sheev, Frankie the Bug, and the Storm Torpers are. Yeah. After he has, like, magic healing powers, like some e- E.T. shit. Yep. Because <clears throat> Kidvid, like, trips and, like, fucking annihilates his hand. There's, like, blood everywhere. We're talking, it was like, a- some fucking Saw-level gore. <laughs> It was around this point where I realized that Kidvid is like about I'm like about 70% sure that Kidvid was an egg just from the vibes and the sad eyes. <laughs> you can always tell with the sad eyes. Mhm. Yeah. Um so then we they like play around with these illusions again. Yeah, like the, the, like the Clash of the Titans fucking claymation monsters. Yeah, and it's got like motion tracking on them so they can like play fight each other by flailing in the air and, and mm-hmm. that translates to their, their holograms and they do like a weird Godzilla versus reptile monkey. So um, at that point, I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but um, Pagliacci shows up again. Yeah, yeah, because they go to the kids' shit. Right. So, a ship's AI goes to the mechanic and says, Chief, I'm feeling depressed. Like, my life has no meaning. None of what I do matters. The chief says to him, Okay, I'll run a factory reset. The AI is no longer depressed. <laughs> Pagliacci. So, there, there's my Pagliacci joke for the episode. I'll, I'll allow it this time. I did notice, um, like, going back a, a little bit, when, yeah. when, when Prince JTT shows him the... The like hologram of of Texas Sheev. <clears throat> they were both just like staring at it, and the camera like zooms in on their faces, like they're like absolutely entranced by this. And it was kind of terrifying. Yeah, it was a little scary. But like this movie, at this point, I've figured that like it's about Prince JTT escaping, but. I don't think this movie has much in the way of non-cookie-cutter plot. No. It's a very, like, cookie-cutter movie. Pretty straightforward. Okay, oh, oh, okay, so after they after they go to the ship, the balls get to Earth? Yes, the balls... and then the storm torp- the, sorry, the strom torpers show up. Well, first a, first a ball comes down from the sky and starts shooting lasers at the ship. And the mm-hmm. ship turns on its energy armor or something that makes mm-hmm. the lasers, like, bounce off the ship and, like, hit the kids or some shit like that. It, like, acts like a tractor beam. Yeah. And so they're getting, like, there's a scene where the kids are, like, hanging on to a tree, like, being pulled sideways. It's wild. And then... And then the ship sacrifices itself by turning off the shield, and it gets mm-hmm. blowed, blowed up. It's just... It's odd. It is odd. And then the storm torpors come down, and their vision is 
fascinating. <laughs> it's certainly something triangular. Because when they see when they see one of the boys, it like freeze frames and like cuts out this triangular shape of them in this weird like fucking like negative color shit, and it's genuinely upsetting to look at. It's uh, so we. It's it's odd. Yeah. Oh, so I forgot to mention the music that I listened to. Oh, while we yeah, were... yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was introduced to this band by a former co-worker. They are a French space rock slash disco band called Rockets. That does sound perfect for this movie. They are all painted silver in every single one of their <laughs> music videos. I mean, who They're wouldn't? like a sort of proto-Daft Punk. <laughs> I love that. And all of their music was absolutely perfect for this movie. Oh, that sounds Like, good. it synced up so weirdly at times that it was, like, uncanny. And I was just picking a random playlist of their music from YouTube. I, everyone should go out and listen to Rockets, because I think there is genuinely something good in there that <laughs> I think had a heavy influence on both the feel and sound of Daft Punk. And if you like Daft Punk, you will probably like Rockets at least to a degree. <laughs> at least a little bit. There's a there's a definite connection because you know you have to figure that like Rockets were a French band, Daft Punk was a French band. Wait, Daft Punk it, is a French band? Yes. Oh. Yeah, no, Daft Punk are French, which makes the connection much more logical, right? Like, yeah, that makes yeah, that makes sense. It's just that people like Daft Punk and nobody remembers Rockets. Yeah. Except apparently a lot of people who use a Cyrillic alphabet. I don't know if it's like Russian or some other Cyrillic alphabet language, but a lot of lot of Cyrillic on the, in the comment section. Interesting. Not a lot of French, which is odd. That is weird. All of their music is sung in English, too. Maybe they're just fake French, then. They just said I think they're French, and they're not more actually the French. Daft Punk style of singing in English, because that's the lingua franca for pop music. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so, Frankie the Bug comes down from his spaceship no 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 cat we're not gonna gloss over the fact that these kids fucking ewok the shit out of the storm torpors <laughs> they did ewok the shit out of the strom torpors but but not just like because the the fucking space kid has these like gold little small gold pyramid things that he sticks into like a jewelry box and it makes mm -hmm. like it just sort of creates an object. So first they use a giant mirror to reflect a laser back at the thing and it and it kills it. Um <clears throat> then they then then he makes a magic rope that like has a will of its own and like <laughs> he talks to the rope and it the rope like extends itself and trips them and they die. Mm -hmm. Um and then Oh, what was that? <laughs> they fucking just pop two of the the things in their mouths and chew them up, and then just drip this weird like energy lightning out of their mouths onto the Strom Torpers. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that was upsetting to see. Yep. Um, then the last one gets killed by the bear. Yeah. Well, no. There's 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 also two that get killed by the uh, the the clear plastic. Oh, the gun. gun. He just straight right. up just because, makes okay, a gun. So when the two stromtorpers get beheaded, we find out that they're robots, not people. Yeah. So it's fine for Kid Vid to murder them because yeah. they're not humans. Exactly. It's also fine for Kid Vid to murder the bug face guy. Yeah. But only because he's a bug face guy. Yeah. So. I, like I, I, I wasn't paying full attention, and the bug face guy was dead before I even like could realize that he was dead. And then they replaced him with a duplicate for some reason. Well, they had to operate the ship to get back off of his ship back down to Earth. Right. Okay, that's more attention than I was paying. At least I think that's what happened. And then Kid Vid has his diabetes healed by Texas Sheev and Pagliacci. Yeah. And oh, then the we, movie ends. We also forgot the part where um, Frankie the Bug possesses the the park ranger. Rick the park ranger. And kidnaps Space Kid. And Oh, that's right. And then Kid Vid steals a car. Steals a car! Shoves, puts his little insulin needle into his front pocket and drives off after them. He's like, I'm gonna fucking murder this dude with some insulin. It's it's odd. It's extremely odd. I just, so... We've only been talking for half an hour. Yeah. And we finished talking about the movie. Oh, did we talk about how Chekhov's bear kills it actually kills the bug guy because he wakes up from his from his insulin shot right he goes into insulin shock diabetic shock happens and then the bear is on the ship after having been beamed up with the storm torpor yeah and kills the bug guy bug guy so hooray for Chekhov's bear i so i think just based on implication that texas sheave is jtt's dad Something like that, I assume. There, it's a, it's a, it's a movie. It's certainly a movie that was made and filmed and edited and released to the public for viewing. That those are all things you can say about it. <laughs> so, did we? What did we want to do with the rest of the episode? Well, I need because to... we normally go for like an hour. An hour twenty. What? Let me look at my notes because I'm. I'm sure. Nope. Nope. The notes is just a whole lot of what the fuck is happening. Why is there a clown? What the fuck? Yeah. Um. So, uh, do you want to? Let's break for mid roll. I guess. Uh... Yeah. Hello, listeners. It's Future Cat here with this week's mid roll announcements. Starting things off, we're very excited to direct you to the Chicks with Dice feed, where you'll find a 30-minute breakdown of the inspiration and themes for the upcoming second campaign for When We Finish the Same Coin. I'm really proud of the ideas we're putting forward, and the characters I've seen so far have been really exciting. I hope you go check that out if you haven't already. 
Secondly, I'm very excited to share with you that I'm finally ready to release an early beta version of my tag team wrestling RPG, Call It In The Ring. You'll be able to find that on zaftycat.itch.io as of early next week. If you'd like to keep more up to date with the release schedule and development logs for the game, you can check out my Tumblr, zaftycat.tumblr.com. That's Z-A-F-T-I-K-A-T for just about everything. If you'd like to see more gay shit from Kira, you can follow her Tumblr at sapphire-mess.tumblr.com. I'm on Twitter at zaftycat. And Kira is on there at sapphire underscore mess. If you'd like to support us, there are a few ways you can do that. First, you can tell someone about the show. We thrive on word of mouth, and our goofy brand of weird is the perfect thing to recommend to your friends, your polycule, your found family, your biological family, and your frenemies. You could also be our favorite people in the world and leave a review for the show on the podcatcher of your choice. We're fans of good pods for their really neat shareability features, but whatever you prefer works for us. If you do leave a review, let us know via tweet or Tumblr anon, and we'll give you a shout-out on the show. Maybe not a Tumblr anon if you're looking for a shout-out, though. Um, sorry. Be unanonymous on Tumblr if you're leaving a review. Thank you. Thirdly, we'd be so grateful if you were to support us on Patreon. We make this show because we love it, not because of the money, but a little support from you goes a really long way for us, so please consider that support. No integer dollar amount is too small. That's all for the mid-roll. I'll let past me and Kira get back to this terrifically bad movie. Cue the VCR sound. And we're back. We are. We're back. Okay. Um, so, do we want to... Oh, oh, I almost forgot to talk about what I uh, think this uh, movie with. Or, oh, yes, please. At least what I attempted to sync this movie with. Um, we were in real bad ADHD hours today, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> I said I was going to sync this movie with an episode of Unsound Theories <laughs> in an unprecedented yep. move. Um, I did forget to do that until about 45 minutes into the movie, and then I started, I, I, I paused the movie so that I could load up an episode of Unsound Theories. I started the mm-hmm. episode of Unsound Theories, the, the most recent one, The Raven, out now for listening on whatever podcatcher you use. Um, yes, because this is the episode that we're releasing after that yes. one. <laughs> um, and then I forgot to unpause the movie. <laughs> So I just sat there listening to our podcast for like 20 minutes. It's a good episode, though, right? It's a good episode, yeah. Um, <laughs> I finally unpaused the movie. And I gotta say, if you, if you follow these exact steps, um, the sync is not good. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. But, you know, someone had to try it for science. Mm-hmm. <laughs> someone at some point had to try it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so with that said, what was this movie about? Um, so like I said, it doesn't have a Wikipedia page, so I have no way to get the typical Wikipedia length summary. Uh, so you're getting the IMDb summary. 
Hunted by an alien tyrant intent on interplanetary domination, the young prince of a faraway space kingdom seeks refuge on Earth. There, he meets Brian, a troubled boy who is more in touch with science fiction than reality. The two of them form a fast friendship and fight for the freedom of the galaxy together. That's certainly a description of that movie. That's, that's literally that movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't tell us a lot of details, though. No, it does not. But what I can tell you is... Hold on, there's a plot summary. Okay, so the summary and the synopsis are exactly the same. <sighs> Damn you, IMDB. Would you like some trivia and or goof? Yeah, trivia and, and goof me. Okay, so... Darby Hinton, who plays the Forest Ranger, is listed as Robert in the end credits, but in the movie, refers to himself as Alan Sampson, U.S. Forest Ranger. Hmm. So, they... It's very clear the amount of attention that was paid to this movie. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yep, yep, that sounds about right. Okay. Uh, director Graydon Clark also wrote the screenplay, appears as a character in the final film, and cast two of his own family members, Trevor Clark and Travis Clark, in the lead roles. Uh, that's all that there is about Stargate. Okay, well, I... Obviously, it's not on Amazon. I couldn't find any Amazon reviews except for the Rift Tracks version, but that that feels not quite the same. Also, I think um, Kid Vid and JTT are literal, actual, biological related, like biologically. It's a, it, they're either brothers or cousins. That wouldn't surprise me. Which, like, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna waste your money on a vanity project sci-fi movie you may as well cast your relatives as the lead two boys yeah i mean who knows what they're doing here uh, nothing good nothing good do you want some reviews i would love some reviews <clears throat> orbital system reviews this and gives it nine out of ten stars oh goodness <laughs> The title of this review is On Par with Star Wars Episode 4, and it reads <laughs> Finally a film that has the potential to unseat Star Wars as the greatest sci-fi epic. Um, so, sarcastic, obviously. Yes. <laughs> um, someone else, get, uh, uh, William Annette's Burke gives this 10 out of 10 stars. It's a good boy. Man, I love this movie. It just works. Like, everything is good, and what's bad is just good. If you don't enjoy this, you're not invited to Friends Christmas. Uh, I'm gonna gladly take that uninvited from Friends Christmas thing and go <clears throat> do something good with my life other than hanging out with people who think this movie is good. Yeah, yeah. So I got another review here from, um... <clears throat> I, I, it's genuinely just a jumble of letters. Who gives it one star? And this is titled "Repeat, Repeat, Everything, Everything Said, Said." <clears throat> what? This is actual dialogue from this garbage. Hey, hey, watch out! There is a bear up there. Hey, look out! There is a bear about to come over that hill. Come on, come here, come here, come on, come here, come on, run, come on. There's a bear, run, come on, get back. 
I can't believe they got paid for work of such low quality that a five-year-old could have done better without trying. Um, so it does turn out that they are both brothers. I did oh, some oh additional god. research. Oh my god. Um, uh, I have one more review, if you'd like to hear love, it. Love it. Um, love to hear it. <clears throat> it's just titled, Woof. <laughs> You have to love this description. A young space prince on the run from an evil space villain stranded on Earth and waiting for his grandfather, the king, to rescue him befriends an Earth child named Brian, and together they evade robots, bears, and triangles. (laughs) Let's get this one going. I mean, you could be like everyone else watching every Star Wars over and over again, complaining about the stuff that hasn't been fixed since the 90s. Or you could watch a Graydon Clark movie with his two sons in it. He shows up as well. And oh yeah, his wife Jacqueline Cole is in it too. (laughs) 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 This is the last film that Graydon Clark would direct. You could always go back and enjoy The Uninvited, a movie where George Kennedy is killed by a mutated house cat. As well as, without warning, Wacko, Satan's Cheerleaders, The Return, and Joysticks. This is the time in my life where I sit back and say, I have wasted my life by watching so many of these. Somehow, Clark was able to get Tony Curtis in this movie as King Fendel. I can't even guess as to why or what they did to make this happen. I'm sorry, Mr. Curtis. Is this the worst role of your career? Well, you were in the Sexet and the Manitou, after all. There are no droids. There are no lightsabers. Curtis has what appears to be a crystal envelope opener. There is no force, but there is a bear. And you know who saves the kids from that bear? Darby Hinton. Yes, the very same Malibu Express star Darby Hinton. The man has gone from making sweet love to Sybil Danning to being in a Graydon Clark children's film. Now I'm depressed. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. So, this was one that you found through Riff Tracks, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is one that Hannah suggested. Okay. Um, would Hannah be offended if I banned her from suggesting <laughs> movies again? <laughs> I don't want to say that this is the worst movie I've ever seen. It's pretty fucking bad. It's it's up there. It's It's pretty high up there. <clears throat> like... <laughs> I did one time watch that Kevin Sorbo movie God's Not Dead. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh no, it's hilarious. That movie is genuinely one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> but it's also very bad. Uh. <clears throat> so I think it's God's Not Dead 2 then this one. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Still dead. Yeah. <laughs> he's got he's got another day before he comes back I think uh, as far as I'm aware uh... <clears throat> it's okay though because it's worse for me I've got a whole fucking week without bread oh no I just have does, matzah does... which like it, it, it's fine I, I can make do I'm making matzah ball soup for dinner um so we have 
10 minutes to fill. So this movie sucked shit. Yeah, I don't want to fill 10 minutes talking about how much this movie sucked, though. So can I instead tell you for 10 minutes about how unironically The Raven is a very good movie if you watch it with sound? God, I'm excited. I think I think Hannah and I are going are gonna to watch it together today. Okay, I will not spoil too much for you, <clears throat> but um, Peter Lorre is fucking legendary in that movie. <laughs> I um, can't wait. It's it's a good one, and you should absolutely watch it with Hannah. Yeah, I'm 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 genuinely excited. Um, so I I guess there goes that plan for filling the next ten minutes. Do we just want to make this a short one? It could just be a short. Okay, it could just uh, be a short, a short episode. Thanks for listening. I mean, it, was a, it was a, we sure as fuck did not. <laughs> we fucking didn't. God. Bye. Bye.